Inductees into the South Dakota Hall of Fame come from all backgrounds of life, but one thing they all have in common is their daily pursuit of their dreams. In this podcast, you will hear stories of the legacy of these inductees and how these dream chasers have impacted South Dakota in meaningful ways. Here's your host, Miles Beacom. I'm Miles Beacom, and today with us we have Charles Burke III, C3, Bob, son Bob, and daughter Becky. So thank you for joining us today. And C3, if you wouldn't mind starting with just a little bit of an overview of the bank, and it's amazing. Um, just I found out that I thought it was a four-generation bank, but was just told that it's actually a six-generation bank. So if you wouldn't mind just giving a little history of the... You bet, the Miles, and it's great to be here today with you. Uh, that's true. Uh, we now have um, the sixth generation in the bank. Um, she's otherwise occupied today, or she'd be here with us. Uh, but we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, you know, uh, South, uh, South Dakota became a state in 1889 on November 2nd or 3rd or something like that. Two months before that, on September 2nd, Bank West, which was formerly known as the Pier National Bank, uh, opened its doors. And the day that that, uh, that event happened, one of the first, the first customer in the door was uh, my great-grandfather, Charles Burke. And now uh, that kind of established the family relationship with uh, the Pier National Bank and Bank West that has lasted all the way through the 130 years and a month or so now. Uh, since then, um, uh, there's been the second generation was my grandfather, Walter. The third generation was my father, Charles. I'm the fourth generation. The fifth generation is sitting right here with Bob and, uh, and Becky and uh, my granddaughter just joined us in the last couple of months, and she's the sixth generation to be within the organization. So it's been, you know, it's been quite a run. Um, I don't know that there's a lot of other businesses in South Dakota can, that can say that they've got six generations that have either been in or are still in uh, the organization and, and taking it forward into the future, but that's us. That's where we're going. That's what we're committed to doing. It's just an amazing uh, story, and the impact that BankWest has had on the state of South Dakota as well is just incredible. And with your footprint right here in, headquarters right here in Pierre, and the impact that you have on this community and the other communities that you're in, uh, it is truly amazing. Well, you know, one of the things that was established the very first day the bank was opened was our mission statement. And I'm going to paraphrase it just a little bit because it, it makes it shorter, but it still means exactly the same thing, even the words are, though the words are a bit shorter. And that is, um, you know, we're first, we're all about customers. And after that, we're all about community. Third, we take care of our, our employees extremely well and make sure they're educated and, and everything else. And then if the first three work the way they're supposed to work, the shareholders get their reward. It's been there for 130 years, and it's worked very well. So, you know, that's one of the things that it sets us apart from a lot of other corporations. You know, sometimes the shareholder is first, you know, and that's never been us, and it's gotten us through the Great Depression. It got us through the Great Recession and the ag crisis of the 80s and all of the things that go along with that. So if it ain't broke, let's just keep doing it the way it's been going. Okay. Well, that's, that's impressive, C3. Uh, with every successful business, there's been a number of bumps in the road and, and challenges out there, and the successful ones seem to be able to work together to overcome those challenges and, and continue to be very successful. And over the 130 years, I'm sure you've had a lot of challenges out there. Could you share one and, and what the challenge was and how you overcame that? 
Well, probably one of the biggest challenges we had was when we were still the first uh, the Pier National Bank uh, back in the 30s. And uh, anybody that has studied American history will know that the, during the Great Depression, that the federal government uh, finally had to step in and, pre and prevent a run on the banks. And of course, for uh, the uninitiated, a run on the bank is when all of the customers of the bank come into the bank at the same time and demand their cash back out that they have entrusted to the bank as a deposit. Banks don't keep it all. We use it as loans and everything else. And uh, so on, on the particular day that uh, the, the, the federal government ordered that all banks be closed, the Pier National Bank closed its doors, waited about 10 minutes, pulled the curtain back up, opened up the door, and went back to work. Every other bank, and, and, the, and, the, more, and the, the banking holiday is what it was called, was supposed to last a week. We lasted 10 minutes and then went back to work. And um, what happened that day was there was five or six other banks in Pier. None of them ever reopened their doors again until much later when the uh, First National Bank uh, reorganized and reopened. Banks across the United States went out of business that day. Uh, but because of the stability and the faith that the uh, customers had in the Pier National Bank, we were able to you know, continue to do business, even though we might to have not supposed to have been at that particular time, but as customers needed money, maybe if they had the equity, they could we could make them a small loan. If there wasn't anything to borrow against or to loan against, um, you know, my grandfather or one of the officers might pull five bucks out of their pocket and just give it to them. One of the officers, um, um, future officers, said, "Tell you what, I'll just quit. You don't have my salary anymore." And my, grand, and my uh, grandfather said, nope, just stay put, we're gonna be just fine. Grandpa, in the meantime, had cut his uh, wages to zero, as maybe, as is what I think several other of the uh, senior officers did. So, you know, that's the committee, the commitment we have to banking in South Dakota. And that's probably, I think, uh, one of the biggest events that we had that we got through. It's an amazing story, and, and uh, I wasn't around when that happened but you hear the horror stories of that and uh, it sounds like they made a movie it's a wonderful life uh, yeah. after that exactly uh, but your grandfather had to be scared to death that everybody would come in and make the run but uh, it sounds very film, uh, similar to the to that movie as well and just the relationship and uh, that you have in the in the community very very impressive well and you know and I've had great mentors um, you know I didn't know my great-grandfather um, he passed away before I was born I did know my grandfather, and um, you know I watched how he did it, maybe from afar, uh, because I was still young, and uh, in fact hadn't even entered full-time banking when he passed. Well, I just had entered full-time banking when he passed, and then you know Dad brought a different perspective, and, and you know which allowed you know for some progressive things to happen, and allowed me then to um, you know start doing some things that I never dreamed in the world that I'd be doing as I was serving in the military. Mm -hmm. And it's been a great experience. And today we have my two children here. And um, I think hopefully they're going to have some of those same experiences. I know my daughter has already uh, started doing things that uh, I think we needed to do 15 years ago. And just we just didn't. And she took the ball, the picked up the ball and, and ran with it and said, this is what we are going to do. And it's exactly what we need to do for today and tomorrow. Great. Bob's joining us in the midst of all kinds of things that are going on that in hindsight now, and hindsight's pretty short-sighted right now, that um, 
especially in the area of fraud. Uh, he's creating a whole new department that we didn't have. It was, it was kind of pieces around the bank, and he's bringing all those pieces together because fraud is getting to be worse every day. So he's, he's on his way, and I think uh, for both of them, the, the uh, future is very bright. Well, great. Bob, can you think of the biggest challenge you've had uh, here at BankWest? Well, I'm, I'm kind of a short-timer this go-around. Um, I, I can jokingly say it's just uh, staying within the organization. I, I, because I'm, I have entrepreneurship in me, I've been in and out of the bank several times throughout my career. And uh, so it, otherwise, that so far has been the biggest challenge is just, you know, sticking with it and, and, uh, and finding my niche. And this go-around, I think that's, you know, it's been what it is. Uh, I've had great opportunities to work in a lot of different industries, uh, and so bringing all that to the organization has been a great help, especially in the position that I am, uh, BSA, and uh, the the fraud aspect of things. So, um, so it's it was it's been good to be kind of out of the organization and then come back in and bring all that knowledge with. Yeah, and that's been good. Anytime you can go out and spread your wings and learn from different industries and. And really having that entrepreneurial instinct and be able to come in here, because uh, banks have changed a lot just in the last twelve months, let alone the last hundred and thirty years, exactly. uh, with technology out there today. Yep, so. not technology, customer, um, how, how the customer perceives the institutions, um, and how the institutions um, respond back to them. You know, um, un unfortunately, uh, banking was always a, a private affair. Um, and it's really becoming no longer that as, as people, as fraudsters are starting to dig into people's lives, steal their information, um, present themselves as you, um, and ask for all that. So now we kind of have to start asking those, those questions that people didn't want to give up back in the day. Yeah, it's amazing how creative those fraudsters can be. Very much so. Very so. So, yeah. Becky, how about you? The biggest challenge you've had and how you've been able to overcome that? Um... You know, there's been little things here and there. Probably one of the biggest ones was just finishing my education while working full-time. Um, I have both a bachelor's and a master's in banking and financial services through Northern State University. And, you know, just trying to balance time and, and make sure we get that done so that way we can, you know, move forward with career opportunities. Um, at the time, I was moving through all different, work, uh, all different departments in the bank. And so that was interesting, getting to learn all different aspects of banking and Bank West as a whole. So today, though, biggest challenge is just keeping up with technology. You know, overseeing learning and development. Um, you know, what we're doing today could be obsolete in six months because technology is moving so fast. So just trying to keep up with what's going on. Yeah, it's tough to do, and it's expensive as well. Yeah. When you look at that yeah. piece of it. Very. <laughs> <laughs> Becky and Bob, did you ever think that you'd be working in the bank when you were young and kids running around? I did not. I had big dreams, veterinarian, archaeologist, marine biologist, all of them, yeah, um, but I did not. Yeah, and nor myself. You know, I, I went off to school for uh, visual communications, marketing, and stuff like that, so... Yep, it was never really a consideration. Although I and and I uh, had said earlier, I've been in and out of the bank. You know, I was student teller for a while and and uh, working in market department here for a little bit using my my knowledge base. But uh, yeah, no, in in the very beginning, it was never. Yeah, you do the student teller thing, and then you're off to bigger and better things. Yeah. You know, 
So it's, it's amazing the impact that uh, the family has had, you know, not only on this organization, but in the community as well. Right. Uh, C3, what would you say are some characteristics that the youngsters today should have in chasing their dreams? Miles, that's a loaded question. Uh, first of all, the youngsters of today need to understand the concept of work. Um, and it just holding down a job, wanting to do, to, to do work. Um, you know, that's, I think that's part of the uh, situation that we find all of, our, all of ourselves in right now across the nation. Uh, we've got low, um, we've got low on unemployment, but we've also got a ton of jobs that are wanting mm -hmm. for employees. Uh, so I think that's one of the things, you know, and I don't want to come across as being critical, but um, it, it, it's, that's a factor, I think. And I, there, I think there's any number of people that probably would agree with me. Um, there's nothing wrong in my mind, you know, with trying to find yourself in the job that fits you, but you've also got to spend the time and the energy to get to that point. And that's a little tough. Uh, so I think that, I think work, being conscientious about what you're doing, being dedicated when you are actually doing it, um, is, it would be significant and is significant. And if, uh, you know, if a, if a youngster today can grasp that concept, I think that uh, the world really is their oyster. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot of the youngsters today just always think that it's a little greener on the other side of the fence there in that pasture. But you're right, that work and showing that commitment. And if they want to be the best in that job, other opportunities will open up as well and they prove themselves. So it's a Absolutely. great point. Yeah, and each generation, you know, uh, after mine has had their little idiosyncrasies and you know, and I'm I'm sure that uh, you know the the great generation before us, uh, we baby boomers looked at us and said, "Oh, they're never going to make it." And I mean, we've done probably the same thing with our kids as well. They're never going to make it. And somehow or another, we you know we make those transitions. They step up. You know. So hard work, Bob. How about you? A characteristic for that somebody needs to really chase their dreams. Well, I, I think uh, starting out, it's hard to realize really. What is what is a, what what can be obtained? Because yeah, you 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 shouldn't shut yourself down right when you walk out the door, you know. And uh, look within and be self aware of what your talents are and all that. And 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 just know that don't limit yourself to what is today, but what can be, you know. And as you become more self aware, always be looking for those opportunities and the room for growth and expansion within yourself. That'll that'll keep moving you and progressing you and driving you. You know, and uh, and that that becomes the the stepping stone to greater and greater things. Yep. So, yeah, especially with an organization such as yours, where you have so many different positions and yep. so many different communities you're in, it shows that opportunity that they have if they just put their nose to the grindstone and work hard. And, yeah. Well, and that that is really true. Is that um, you know, if you really enjoy the organization, just because you start as a teller or a fraud risk officer or Training doesn't mean you have to stick there. You know, you, your passion may lie in trust or financial services or insurance or operations, mm -hmm. and, and you can take off and go those directions. Or maybe your aspiration is to become a president or a branch manager or whatever, and those opportunities are there. Mm -hmm. if, if you just sit down and, and go, hey, I can achieve that, and here are the, here's the roadmap to do that yeah. if I want to take it. Yeah, so, great, great point. And always be looking for those opportunities within the organization as well. Exactly. Yeah. 
Becky, how about you? I'm going to piggyback a little bit off what Bob said. You know, to chase your dreams, you, you really need to look inside yourself and see what your strengths are. What are your talents? What are you good at? And being able to have the patience and the drive to refine those those talents and those skills and being able to accept constructive criticism and redirection when needed so that way you can you know um, just grow and it's really hard for the younger generation they see constructive criticism as a negative thing instead of a positive so just taking the time to take a step back and breathe and realize that that person's actually just trying to help you chase that dream that you have and that goal yeah, constructive criticism drive so very important. Uh, and, you, and where I see it is when the young people run into a tough situation. It could be their performance review. It could be constructive criticism on their job, and they just throw in the towel and they say, "Enough's enough. I'm leaving." Versus saying, "Take that as an opportunity and improve and to be the best that they can be." And those are the things that they should also also constantly be asking for. How can I get better? What do I need to do to move to that next step? So, yeah, yeah great, great points. And and with that too is, is that just because you you run into that roadblock with what's a supervisor or whatever doesn't mean that that's your stopping point. You need to throw in the towel. Is you know you need to step back and go. Well, maybe maybe this person and I just don't click. Maybe it's time to to look that other direction and and maybe there's another opportunity. So, yeah, just don't don't give up right away. You know, just because personality conflicts or whatever. So I think I think there's a lot of young people out there that they do they run into that roadblock right away and they're like I'm done game over. Yeah. So, and and a great point, Bob, because I just don't think they understand that everyone faces those roadblocks. Right. And it's how do they deal with them mm-hmm. to overcome them? And it's coming is making sure you have the people around you that can overcome those roadblocks that will truly make you very successful down the down the road. So right. Great point, Ted. Next item, how was this legacy story impacted by teamwork and creativity to inspire others, uh, really within the Bank West? How were you able to get that done? Well, <laughs> you know, if you look at the global picture of the history of the bank, it, obviously it took teamwork throughout the family, if nothing else, to keep the family you know, progressing all the way through the organization, And because there are so few families anymore that have these many generations that uh, so I, I think that's a it's an interesting concept all by itself. But I think all of us, um, and I can't speak for Bob and Becky, but you know my my greatest reward, and I tell people directly, employees during orientation, my greatest reward is seeing you know our customers and our communities and themselves succeed. And you know, and, and if you if you have that mindset. It, it's easy to promote teamwork because it, that's what it's all about is the teamwork to make it all go. And uh, you know, I think that's, I think that dad and grandpa and, and even though great grandfather was not an active member of the bank other than being a director and, a, and an officer of the bank, I'm sure, you know, in my heart that I think that was probably part of what he thought about because, you know, he was a congressman for a ton of years in Washington, and um, you know he had to have that same kind of mentality to be able to work with his counterparts, unlike what's going on today. Mm-hmm. Very good. So, do you have some political aspirations as well? No. <laughs> How about Bob or Becky? No. I've spent a lot of time trying to suggest he may try something, and he's talked me out of it every time. So, I respect that. 
Thoughts, Bob, on the same item as far as impact from teamwork and creativity? You know, it's it's one of those things where it's been here. BankWest and Pier National Bank have been part of many communities for a lot of years. And I think um, that, that says a lot to those communities and even the employees that, that decided to work with us. Um, it, it's a sense of stability. It's a sense of pride uh, in, in, in the communities that they're in. And so I think it's 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 kind of easy at that point to to uh, bring it all together, just just for those sole facts that that that's it's been around for that long. So that is again, I'm having a hard time putting my head around six generations. I mean, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, that is true. It is. Yeah, it, it is. It is pretty. It it is kind of neat, you know, and. It kind of goes back to, you know, you asked earlier, did we ever see ourselves? And, and we knew that we always had this, it, you know, it was a, always a family business. And there's lots of family businesses out here, out there. But it, it's just, it's different when you have a wonderful organization like this of this size. You know, every once in a while, I'm kind of just step back and go, wow. You know, it's it's uh, it's not like some of the other businesses that I've owned or whatever. This this is it has so many wonderful employees with it. And, and they all work great and they and they impact the community so well it's just it, it's just amazing to me and and it does you do have to take a step back every once in a while and just and it just fills you with so much pride so well said becky anything to add um no um i think these two said it pretty well <laughs> you know we just we we have a long history of um you know taking care of our communities and our customers and it's hard to lay, you know, put a label or, or just give one example because there's thousands. Happens every day. Yeah. Happens, well, every, happens every day. Even so. in your position today with the training and and marketing with the technology that's out there, uh, has it been difficult to pull the entire team in and say these are things that we're doing and and uh, getting them to buy into it? Because sometimes change is tough. And, and how's that been as far as the organization? It's been good. Um, you know, I have a, I'm fortunate that I have a rock star staff, um, and they're, you know, great at communication with out, you know, people outside our department. So, um, you know, there's, there's always some change that doesn't come as easily depending on who you're working with, but overall it's been good. I like that rock star staff. So yeah. that's, that's, good. <laughs> that's true. She does. <laughs> Becky, I want to start with you and, and with. C3 on this one, but what does South Dakota not know about this dream chaser in Bankwest and the family? Oh, wow. Why did you have to pick me to start <laughs> on the hard one? Um, you know, I think, I don't think that there's much that people don't know about us. Um, you know, we, we are, we are so focused on making sure that we have an active role in our communities and we're, we're front and center when when people need help or when, um, you know, some uh, organization needs funding for something. Um, we just, we really want to ensure that our customers and our communities succeed. So I don't know that anyone wouldn't know that. Um, but if you're outside of the Bankwest family of employees and customers, you may not. So, I mean, that is, that is good. And uh, I just keep going back to C3's comment about opening the bank 10 minutes after it closed there and thinking and continuing to think about the movie It's a Wonderful Life 
and just the partnerships and the friendships that you've built because of that and the impact that you've had on not only Pierre but the other communities that you're involved with as well. I mean, it's, it's amazing when you look at that. So. Bob, your thoughts? I, I would say, um, kind of going off of what Becky, Becky has said, you know, um, if you are part of our trade territory, um, yeah, we're, it's, it's pretty much out there, you know, 130 years plus, depending. Um, uh, stories like that where uh, I, I remember uh, uh, my dad saying it would be a snow day and he'd be like, oh, we should just close the bank. We've only been closed three times in our entire history. You know, and uh, so stuff like that. Uh, and that's probably true. I think we've been closed maybe five times in 130 years for weather. You and know? not a full day each it, time. Not, exactly, not a full day. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's fun things like that. Or uh, when I was in, uh, as a personal banker, they call them universal bankers. Um, I would have customers come in and say, yeah, your great-grandfather, you know, I was down <laughs> on my luck. And, and he said, you know what? We'll just take care of this for you, and he would give us a loan, and you know, and, and it was it was always um, more about friendships, you know, and and trust in people, and and it served them very well back then, uh, and so um, it our organization is is it's it's a lot on those those trust and friendships and relationships, and um, if to talk to the CEO president of the organization is not that hard. You just walk in the door and there he is, opposed to other organizations where you got to go through the, the halls and they're, they're, they're hidden hide behind things. Our organization really isn't that. Yeah, everybody's pretty accessible and willing to chat. And, you know, so I think it's, it's more of a family type atmosphere. You know, we're, we're really based on those relationships. And coming in from an outside trade area, I don't, I, I think that would kind of blow people's mind. You know that that's that's how community oriented we are. So, great examples. The other thing I really like about what you said is um, one of our logos and themes for the South Dakota Hall of Fame were dream chasers. And have you ever thought about how many dreams you've helped be accomplished because of the partnerships and the friendships that you've built through uh, the bank? Right. I mean, it's a, it's amazing the people that you've impacted. Yeah. C three. You know, taking off from what you just said, you know, it, you do have to stop once in a while and think about that exact statement that you just made because uh, in, in every way and in every day, we help create, we help move forward, uh, you know, those dreams of everybody else. And so if you, going back to something that I said earlier, my, what my greatest reward is, um, you know, it's... That's why it is. It's, it's seeing those people that are successful that, that make it. It's knowing that you did everything you could, whether it worked out or not, to help them get there. It's the same with the employees. Uh, you know, watching the employees as they learn and advance and, and create careers. Uh, you know, we don't have the turnover a lot of businesses do uh, because of the way, just the way we operate. And, the, and we talked about family, family environment. and. You know, and, and it's all it's it's all you know tough in an ever-changing world, and it's getting tougher every day. But as long as we can keep that focus, you know, uh, I don't think I, I can't say that I'm chasing a dream. Um, all I'm doing, my dream is, is you know, doing the best we can for the people we serve. And um, if I, if I can go home at the end of the day knowing that I did that, 
to the best of our ability throughout all 330 some employees that we have, then I know it was a successful day and I can sleep well. Very good. Well, C3 and Bob and Becky, we're putting these together really to be able to share with uh, kids in junior high, middle school, and high school and to let them know that they can chase their dreams. And the information, the thoughts you shared with us will help them as well chase their dreams. So thank you very much for your time. Well, and it's great. been a pleasure, so thank you. Thank well, you. thank you, Miles. It, it really has been a pleasure doing this with you. Much appreciated. Thank you for listening. To learn more about the South Dakota Hall of Fame and these dream chasers, visit our website at www.sdexcellence.org and follow us on Facebook and Instagram.